Should I take that again, the beginning of that conversation that we were about to have? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, when I think this is a good movie, and then Riley said, I'm going to record. <laughs> so I don't know how she feels. Yeah, what are your thoughts? I want to know your thoughts. I liked it. Yeah, me too. I think it's a good movie. It gets fucking insane, and I can't wait to talk about how yeah. bonkers, batshit, dodo bird brain this movie is. But I liked it. <laughs> yeah, it's just wacky. Well, also just like the whole time I was like, oh, this is such a David Fincher movie, like totally. And then the ending happened and I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> the My David Fincher thing was that this felt like a very him movie until the very end. And then I was like, now this feels like a, like a Nick Cassavetes, Cassavetes movie. I don't know what happened. <laughs> or like Robert Zemeckis or something. <laughs> Literally my one note was like, how did he get away with this? <laughs> yeah, like well, I also feel like he must not have wanted this outcome. Well, because I read he's not proud of this movie. And I was like, what do you mean? I mean, well, but he was like, we couldn't get the third act. And I was like, oh, you sure couldn't, bestie. (laughs) But I like what happened. I do. It was it was very interesting. I just um, like I can't imagine like pitching this movie to a room full of people and then be like, yeah, (laughs) good idea. (laughs) Like, I think this movie would never get made today. Certainly not with the ending that it has. Yeah, no. I, with this movie, very early on, had to suspend all of my disbelief. And I was like, you know oh, what? Completely. This is the movie that we're in. And this is how things work. And I'm yeah. going to accept that. I'm not going to try and figure out logistically how this could be happening. Because that's not my problem to solve. No. Welcome to the Fright of Your Life podcast. I'm Riley. And I'm Tara. And we are here to walk you through the 100 scariest movie moments of all time. As determined by the Bravo TV network in the year 2004. And today, the movie with the 44th scariest movie moment of all time is The Game from 1997, directed by David Fincher. So something about The Game is that it opens, if you're me or Riley, the opening is incredibly alarming. It is because it's just the Succession theme song. Like, literally, it's just like slightly less cool because nobody can compose like nicholas Bratel. i went down like such a rabbit hole of trying to figure out if like the same people directed yeah. the credit sequences i couldn't find i found who directed the succession or like who was in charge of the succession credit uh-huh. sequence and i searched them like with the game and i couldn't find anything and then i stopped so i guess i don't dig that deep but but it's just like it's remarkably similar it's shocking i like was i was almost sh- like because it's like the man and the son and the father walking away and the son yeah. looking after him. I was like, this is succession. And like they're at a big table making Yeah, deals. like a big outdoor garden party and like, shit. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's like, oh, like immediately it's like, this is about the ennui of the rich. And it was like, okay. <laughs> yes, because like first scene cuts like him and his big important business office. And I was like, I am watching HBO Literally. Succession. I was so excited. I also wrote down that thing from the Titanic where she's like, poor little rich girl, what does she know of misery? Because that is, again, this whole movie. He is a poor little rich girl. Like, you know nothing about him, but you know he's rich and important immediately. Yeah, what he does is completely unclear. Yeah, he, like, owns publishers. <laughs> I yeah, not what was going on. Oh, I went the entire movie without knowing his name. Oh, that's fair. They I didn't use write it very his, often. I don't think I wrote his name down a single time. I didn't know until I was like looking on the Wikipedia after. His name is Nicholas. It is. He does not get called by his name very often at all. All my notes are just like he, him. Yeah. It's mostly like, <laughs> hey, you, you know? Yeah. I'm like, our guy. 
because like he is the protagonist of the movie but also as we will like get into the protagonist of like the game you know yeah but they do a lot to establish that he's like this sad rich man he's like alone in his big mansion and his footsteps are very echoey and yeah the secretary walks in this poor girl and she's like your ex-wife is calling you and he's like tell her i'm not here and she's like okay by the way happy birthday and he like Uh, like, thanks and like she walks out and he looks at the assistant he's like i don't like her and i'm like (laughs) too much birthday literally not enough birthday maybe (laughs) not enough birthday for this guy it's his fucking birthday. Hot girls cry on their birthday. Yeah. <laughs> but someone is interested in celebrating his birthday because his secretary tells him, well, she assumes it's a prank call because she's like, someone named Seymour Butts called you to have lunch with you. And he's like, cancel all my meetings. <laughs> he's like, I am having lunch with Seymour Butts immediately. <laughs> Which, like, we will then find out it's because he knows that this is his brother. But, like, out of context, it's like, oh, my God, (laughs) I need to shake your hand, whoever made this joke. Because she's like, yeah, it was like a a Mr. A Mr. Seymour Butts, like, you know, clearly a prank. And he's like, under the bleachers by Seymour (laughs) Butts. He's like, Seymour Butts, I haven't heard that name in years. Like, he is so invested in the Seymour Butts lunch. (laughs) Um, and we find out that it's his brother because he's... It's Sean Penn! Yes! He's so pretty. He is gorgeous. He looks like Sylvester Stallone in Rocky. He does. He shows up to this fancy restaurant and he just gets Michael Douglas with a spray bottle. He's like, achoo! <laughs> it's literally it's like... So <laughs> it's like rapid fire. How many ways can we establish that he's a bad boy? Literally. Like he wore no suit jacket to the restaurant. He's smoking inside. He's swearing. He's doing jokes. Like in under 30 seconds he, he does all these things he used to buy things. crystal meth from the maitre d yep we get a lot of info about him real quick and it's that he's like he's the roman roy sorry like he's the fuck up yeah well no okay yeah, Roman's not <laughs> like, i was about to get into it <laughs> but they're kind of estranged the brothers um it seems like they haven't spoken since their mother's funeral a couple years ago yeah because conrad his brother doesn't even know that he's divorced it seems oh that's right tipped me off yeah 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 nicholas is updating conrad on his life and conrad's like not really talking he's like what like you don't keep tabs on me anymore and he's like not since family week at rehab and it was like okay okay okay. (laughs) i love succession literally (laughs) and oh my god they're being so rude to the server i was furious Oh, yeah, they're not polite. She comes over to pour iced tea in Michael Douglas's glass, and he, like, spills a... She, rather, she spills a little bit, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, it's fine. Just go away. And I'm like... <laughs> and then she, like, cleans it up because you have to, no matter what the customer is yelling at you to do. And then she's like, would you gentlemen like to order? And they're like, shut up, shut up, shut up a minute. Like, I don't take any drugs, and I don't go to the therapist anymore. And I'm like, is that supposed to be a sign of health? <laughs> So Conrad has a present for Nicholas for his birthday. And he's like, what do you get for the man who has everything? And like slides his little card across the table and he opens it up. And there's like this mysterious business card with like a weird symbol on it and a phone number. And Conrad's like, call this number. It'll make your life fun. Yeah. And it's like, it's very much giving eyes wide shut to me. Oh, he's like, eyes wide shut. Oh my god, so good. I One really of my have to see favorite it. Christmas movies. You should watch it. What? It happens at Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. Dude. 
It's, but it's the thing of like, your life is so boring. Like do this one thing, like do one crazy wild thing to like prove that your life is interesting or like to give you this new lease on life. It's like a fascinating concept of like businessmen with depression to me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like this whole thing. It's like he has the man who has everything, but like no real life. Like nothing to spark joy in his life other than money. Right, he has, like, anything that you could need materially, but that's, yeah. like, it. So it's, like, something to feel alive. Fully. And Conrad's like, I did this. Like, it was the most profound life experience I've ever had. Best thing that ever happened to me. Like, yeah. Sh- so, that like, it's another um, enticement is not a word. I feel it's, like it could be. It's it like should another, be. <laughs> it's, it's another, like, little nugget to, like, make it's him like want to do point. it. Yeah. Yeah. Business. He's also kind of, he like almost implies that it fixed his drug problem. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Um, he doesn't, he doesn't do recreational or prescription drugs anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It was just so funny. He was like, are you on anything? And he's like, no, I swear. And I'm like, because we didn't say it. It's not like, are you on anything? He's like, are you taking anything? And he's like, no. And I was like, oh no, he's off his meds. But that's not what they meant. He's like, well, Conrad, like, what is it? Explain to me, like, what even happens? And he's like, no, no, it's a surprise or something like that. And he's like, well, you know, I hate surprises, but it's like in the reverse shot on Michael oh Douglas. God, yeah. You just see staff members <laughs> gathering behind him. And I was like, oh, buddy. And what a rendition of Happy Birthday they sing. It's like very well orchestrated. <laughs> it is. There's a piano. Yeah, it's really elaborate. Uh, but anyway, he arrives at home and I was really sad for him in this scene because this is when he's like eating his like burger and fries that his housekeeper yeah. left in the oven for him. And she has like one cupcake with a little candle in it for his birthday. And that made me so sad. And he's like humming the birthday song to himself, <sighs> which like he seems pretty like he doesn't seem sad. Yeah, he seems pretty OK, actually. He's like, mm, it's my birthday. Gonna eat a cupcake. So I should yeah. be sad for him. But it made me sad. Yeah, but it is. It's a little sad. I think that's what they want you to think. Yeah. It was such a fancy hamburger, though. It had poppy seeds on the bun. Ugh. It was so fancy, but like because of the because of the atmosphere and like lighting of the movie, when he pulled it out at first, it looked kind of gray. Like it looked like it was colored wrong, and I was like, this "Oh, this movie no. is so gray. <laughs> it's like Twilight." Yeah, no, literally, it looks like they just like <laughs> blew some soot onto the yeah. So while he's eating his meal, his ex-wife calls him again, and we get the important little bit of information that he is turning the same age that his father was when his father died. Um, And they let you sit with that for a little bit. Like they finish their conversation. I felt very sad for him. Like, even though, you know, he's an asshole, like it's still sad when a person is, seems to be lonely like this. But then through flashback, it is revealed to us that his father died it seems like he may have witnessed it like his father jumped off of the roof of a building i think their home it seems like it was their home yeah jumped off the roof and hit the ground and died which is horrifying to see it's a lot but like the thing is i was thinking a lot about the sentinel Um, so was i yeah and it's like this was like very upsetting but in a way that felt like it was like on purpose do you know what i mean yes like like, i think I mean, not that I am, like, the barometer for all things, but, like, I think it's very telling that, like, the Sentinel sent me into, like, a sweaty panic attack. And, like, this, I was like, I am just watching a movie and I am fine. Right, exactly. it was part of the narrative and, like, had a purpose. And it wasn't like, look at this. Like, it was. Yeah. It's not like, isn't it so scary to watch, like, a suicide happen? It was like, this is, like, this very 
like I don't I don't I feel funny calling it tasteful but I think it was pretty tasteful like yeah you don't see a lot of there's like it's not graphic it just happens it's like here's some information you need to know and here yeah. is it delivered to you in an artistic way right exactly that like is appropriately grave <laughs> I was thinking of the same thing yeah he's always watching the goddamn news and that's gonna be important actually that's like <laughs> it never comes up but in my mind I was like this guy's a Republican yeah <laughs> like picturing him while i was like this is probably republican news like i would get so grumpy every time he was watching the news but like the and I, like not to keep going on the succession thing but it was like this is the opposite of the Walter deal i was like this is mm. the does anyone want to call their dad moment because he's like <laughs> he's like walking into the lobby of this building with like two business guys being like okay and the deal is sealed and we're gonna do this and it like i'm gonna go on an airplane and talk to this fucking guy <laughs> and like it's all set you know um and then it's revealed that he is like goes up to the lobby of the crs like offices um i thought they had moved into his building i didn't think he was gonna go you know he sure went he did sure went (laughs) but we get the vibe of like general chaos from this facility yeah it it seems like it's under construction the guy they set him up with to start his appointment is like walking him through and he's like oh we're just moving into these offices and it's implied that his brother Conrad worked with them in their London offices so that they mm-hmm. have like established offices, other places, and they're, like this big growing business, right? Like needs more room and more locations. Um, so like add some credulity to their business model. Right. Um, <laughs> and the, uh, the guy, he's like the vice president of like data analysis, I think. No idea. And his name is Jim Feingold. He's, like, got Chinese takeout, and he's like, you want some? Are you hungry? And, like, Michael Douglas does not, he does not appreciate the takeout of it all, right? He's, like, kind of a little, first of all, he's not very impressed with this whole thing to begin with, but he's, like, a little snooty still. Like, he walks right up to the woman at the front desk and just starts talking to her when she's, like, visibly on the phone. She's, like, in the middle, not even in the middle of a sentence. She's in the middle of a word, like, clearly having a conversation (laughs) on the phone. He's like, excuse me! Yeah, and she's, like, she's just, like, holds up a finger at him and keeps talking and he is aghast he looks so miffed i'm like dude he's a lot (laughs) but anyway like he he doesn't like approve of all this and it's giving very like old money versus new money you know Mm -hmm. yeah like Um, the new tech world right he's like 1997 (laughs) yeah yeah uh but this guy jim is sort of explaining like what's going on because he's like okay like well if you like just fill out some forms and take these like psych evals and we'll get you like going with your game and he's like no 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 like I don't know what this is like explain this to me like tell me what it is I want to know what to expect and he's like well that's not the point and he like sort of goes on to vaguely explain like oh well like it's a game and it's tailored uniquely to each person and like we provide what is lacking yeah yeah and he also drops this little like tidbit. He's like, oh, you're Conrad's uh, brother, right? Like his scores were remarkable. His numbers were incredible or some shit like that. Which like, you know, is going to make him want to stay so he can be better than his brother. Exactly. And it's it's interesting though, because he's like, oh, well, like it, the game, like the success of the game is entirely like at your approval because it's a gift. Like we can only refund it like if you're not satisfied and it's like this whole thing where they're basically like he's this guy's bending over backwards to be like you are going to love this experience and if you don't like your brother will get his money back it's very like while also never directly answering the question of what it is oh not even once (laughs) not even for a fucking second and like this questionnaire and like the series of 
tests he has to undergo are very personal. Yeah. It's incredibly personal. Like one of the first questions is like, do you feel shame or guilt when you masturbate? And he's like, yeah. what is going on here? And it's like, do you harm small animals? And he's like, and they show him this like horrific kind of slideshow. He's like yeah. alone in this projector room. There's just, there's so much to this test. And it's it like, seems like he's there for hours. Yeah. Cause he gets up and he goes, does this end? Yeah. <laughs> It's super creepy. Very like Willy Wonka student film horror moment. Oh, you know? and they give him like a really thorough physical too. Yes. Like he's like, oh, you know, turn your head and cough the whole thing. He's like, it'll only take an hour. And then he's like on the phone being like, I'm sorry. I am literally undergoing like a pelvic exam right yeah. now. <laughs> so he's at his like fancy country club or wherever rich men go to play racquetball. <laughs> and he's changing in the locker room and he overhears these two men like loudly discussing CRS, which I'm like, this is awfully coincidental. Is it not? Literally. It was not. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good moment too. When he's playing racquetball, it's like his, mm-hmm. it's like he, he's like all swirly moving. I don't know how to explain it. It's like all, it's like superimposed like over itself. Yeah. Hell Yeah. But yeah, it's like, and it's so funny because it's so, like, they just explained to him in the thing that this is tailor-made, like, based on everything about you. And then immediately they're like, oh, well, it's a family-owned business and it's so successful and they're opening up all these branches. And I'm like, business! It's like, they got you! (laughs) Like, they're using the language he understands. And these are two men, it seems as though he has never seen at this club before because he goes and seeks them out in like the bar area afterwards. And he's talking to the bartender, like, who are those guys? He's like, oh, they're two new members of the club. And so he buys them drinks to like liquor them up and sits down and talks to them. And I don't remember what they're talking about, but then he goes, speaking of games, which made me laugh so fucking hard. (laughs) Just like leaning forward, well, speaking of games... (laughs) Um, so he says to them, he's like, I overheard you talking in the locker room. Like, you know, I just started with CRS. I just started my game. And these guys are like, oh, I envy you. Like, I yeah. wish I could do it again for the first time. Just like doing so much to really hype up this experience. Yeah. And like the first guy leaves and then the second guy's like, all right, you want to know what it really is? And he's like, yes, I do. And he like leans in and the guy's like, it's like opening your eyes for the first time. Like, it's insane. <laughs> That's what he says is he quotes. It's like a, it's a. Yes, he gives him a fucking Bible verse. He gives him a Bible verse. And in my notes, in all caps, I wrote, oh no, the Bible. Because I thought we were taking. <laughs> like a religious cult angle. Like, I thought this movie was going to be a whole other thing. But he's like, you know, once I was blind, I now can see. And I was like, That's oh, right. okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was just like a really dramatic way to be like, it's going to change your life, man. (laughs) Oh, there's a fun fact. I just remembered I wanted to bring up earlier when we were talking about his dad jumping off the roof. His dad is Mario. Yes. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. Charles Martinet. I assume it's pronounced. I don't think it's Martinet. Charles Martinet. The man who plays Nicholas's father has been the official voice actor for Mario since the 90s. Okay. But so he's like, all right. So, like, th- but his, his interest is peaked, right? Because they're like, it's business. And also I saw God, you know, like that whole yeah. shebang. He's like, I want to be the best at this game that I don't know what it is. <laughs> right. I want to be the best at Super Mario 64. <laughs> He's in a meeting and they're talking about business again. And yet again, I did not know what the fuck anyone was saying. It's fine. 
that's like the thing like i'm sure succession does their research and that that's all like real business talk this could have they, they could have uh, said anything and i would have been like oh yeah they could say any word to me they say temperature they say what's the shape of this they say leverage and i go holy shit we're doing business <laughs> exactly exactly what are the optics the optics but what's hilarious is that he gets the exact same phone call that he interrupted at the front desk. Yep. And this woman is, it's the same woman. And she's like, oh, sorry. Like your application has been rejected. Don't feel like this is a reflection on you personally. And let me tell you what he's going to do. You just know <laughs> that's going to eat him alive. This game that he does not know what it is, did not want to participate in, but he w- need, not a want. He needs to be the best at it. And now he has been rejected. He has been told he is not good enough for this mysterious thing. He doesn't know what it is. Right. It's like he wants what he can't have. What do you give the man who has everything? Something he's literally not allowed to have. Yes. And then he gets a phone call from Conrad or he calls Conrad to like set up another dinner date or something. And he's like, Oh, yeah, I can't really do the game. I got a lot of shit going on. I was like, oh, God. God, most of the things are on my schedule. It's, uh, you know, it's busy season. It's not going to work. Exactly. Um, And so you're like, okay, he's not going to get to go in the game. I just did air quotes that you guys can't see, but I hope you heard them. (laughs) Um, And so, like, we know that that's bullshit, but he's all curmudgeonly. And then he goes home. And there is a dead body in the exact shape and maybe exact spot where his dad died. It sure looks like it. Like its legs, its limbs are placed in the same positions and everything. But I'm looking at it and I said, those are clown pants. And I was right. (laughs) I know clown pants when I fucking see them. Because he approaches this figure and like turns it over and it's just big old clown doll. Oh, it's so creepy. And he's like, oh. you know what I'm going to fucking do? <laughs> and he brings it inside at like great physical, not pain, but like he goes to great lengths to get, he's like stumbling all over himself and he slams it down in a chair. And I'm like, yeah, if you find a creepy clown doll positioned exactly like your father did when he fucking died by suicide inside of your locked gated in mansion. <laughs> yeah. Maybe don't bring it in the goddamn house. And he puts it in a little chair like it's a guest in his home. He brings he, like, it sits to watch TV up. with it. <laughs> he puts it in a comfy chair. And I don't know what leads him to do this, but he puts his fingers in the clown mouth and he's pulling out the fabric tongue. And at the end of the fabric tongue, there is a key tied to it. Which Very like, that mysterious. Was really cool. That like, was really cool. Thing, that shit was awesome. Yeah, but he brings the clown in to watch the news with him. Yes, and then out of fucking nowhere, <gasps> the TV starts talking to him. The man on the news is addressing him. I wrote in my notes, yippee! I was so excited. It was so scary. It's so fucking crazy because, like, it's like talking about like the it's talking about business news and it's like but how is this gonna have any bearing on nicholas van orton and like he kind of looks up but he doesn't really note anything of it and i was kind of like well yeah it's like the roys would get name dropped on tv right. succession like not to be like that but it's like that's this like casual mention of his name that you don't know if in universe it makes sense or not like it could mm-hmm. and then he like gets up to fidget with the clown again or something and it's like well what do you care you rich fuck and i was like it's it's like um oh my god it's like my favorite scare in smile have you seen that yet i haven't it's so scary i won't spoil it thank you well it's it's like um fucking like kill them all in it like it's that 
Yeah. You know? Oh, that's... And the guy says to him, the newscaster on the TV says, this is your game, Nicholas, and welcome to it. It's so scary. It's so good. It's so... It's very much like, do you want to play a game? Like, it's like he's in the Saw Trap. (laughs) A lot of this is giving Jigsaw, which like... It is. This predates Saw, so I'm not implying that it copied Saw, but I think that's... The similarities are fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, it's, well, it's that thing of like two people can have similar ideas and have no fucking idea yeah. about each other. He also says like, are you going to keep playing around with that clown all day? And that's what gets him. He's like, yep. the clown. I saw that's, something. He's like, I'm going to lay out the rules to your game. But pretty much all he says is like, you're going to get a bunch more keys. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's really all the information he gets. He's literally just like, this is an escape room. <laughs> but it's like fucking scary because they're showing him footage of himself on the TV, like in like real time live feed footage yeah, of himself. Yeah, yeah. And it's so creepy. And he's like, he clearly thinks that they've broken into his house, which is kind of reasonable. But immediately I was like, it's the clown eyes because they do a couple because the clown eyes are <laughs> like doll eyes. <laughs> they're very creepy and vacant and like obviously very small cameras. Well, in 97, that probably would have been like, what the fuck? But it's so funny because he's like, oh, the camera, like, how do you think we got it in your house? And then the angle that they show him from is like so obviously slightly behind him and to the left. But right. he's like ripping the panels off the TV being like, where did you put the camera? I'm, I'm like, like, dude, <laughs> this man doesn't understand how cameras work. He literally doesn't. It's so funny. Like, just use your eyes. It's a visual media. Look at it. <laughs> you can figure out where it is. It's really good because he like jams his finger at the TV like accusatorily and the newscaster like leans out of the way. (laughs) Yes. Oh, it's so good. And so I forget if this is told to him or if he figures this out, but essentially figuring out what the game is, is the object of the game. I think he says so. Which is just, it's like this whole movie is just like a mind fuck. Literally. But yeah, he's like, you're going to get all these keys. Like you won't know where they're coming from and you won't know what they do. But you're going to get them. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's like reassured now that like, okay, this is kind of interesting and fun. And also nobody did break into my house. So like, it's all fine. You know what I mean? Right, right. So the next day he's getting ready to go on his like, he has this important business meeting that he was talking about before. He's at SFO. Like, That's ah, my airport. You're so right. Um, and so he's in the airport and he's like watching everyone so like intently but like it's like it's like all these like slow-mo kind of like focuses on like a like like a garbage disposal person and like someone mm-hmm. like doing sign language and like all like just different people in the airport and then like he kind of walks past the camera and you can see he's smiling because it's like yeah. kind of exciting and everything Dude. and like this was pre 9 11 like this was when there was like yeah. not s- security in airports like I was gonna say anything goes that's not true but like no it's pretty fucking loosey-goosey yeah it was also like when flying was classy like everyone's wearing suits and like fancy little outfits well that's the other thing like his business buddy comes into the airport like it was like when you could meet people anywhere like right up to the gate you could take him to the gate um like there's a romantic gesture yes yes but so like i remember when i would see the airport chase things in movies i would always be like wait a minute but how does that actually do that it's like well you see you used to be able to smoke a cigarette on the airplane (laughs) um but his business partner like comes right up to him and hands him some files that are very oh it's like the briefcase right it's like a little briefcase Mm -hmm. that has all the like gets the briefcase from his buddy and he goes to like sit down and he's like still looking at everybody around him and there's a guy next to him and he like 
puts his newspaper down and then you hear like a little like jingly keychain sound and he looks and it's a fucking clown and i said oh god it's like a clown with the same clown makeup as the clown doll it's literally that was a in tiny driveway. version of that clown yeah doll. it's the same like it would be more innocuous it was just like a clown shit <laughs> right but it's like a specific clown shit literally and he's like going to grab it and this woman walks up and picks it up and like looks all mad at him and it's a baby rattle and i was like you give that creepy ass rattle to your baby shame on you i was like why did that man with the newspaper have your baby's rattle it didn't make any sense it was like such a dumb fake out yeah i was like how how hard can your baby throw its rattle like (laughs) what is going on it's like across the airport that's the movie What's up with that baby? <laughs> what is up with that fucking baby? That baby's got a great arm. This is Moneyball. <laughs> um, so he goes into the bathroom, and while he's in there, a man, like, one stall over is asking for toilet paper. He's doing, like, the hand reach under, like, can you please give me some toilet paper? And this is, like, the first of many notable instances where someone is directly asking Michael Douglas for help, and he ignores him and walks out of the room. He doesn't say anything. Yep. He just walks out. And I'm like, that's a really like weirdly cruel thing to do to someone. Literally. He's like, just go into the next stall, please. And he has a moment where he's like, oh, am I going to have a key in there? And then he decides like, probably not. And just fucks off. It's right. Cool. You suck, actually. Well, now he's doing more business. He's like trying to get a publisher to step down from his publishing company or something because he's he did a bad job. (laughs) It's it's like the scene in Elf when he's like screaming at that nun he's like you have to give the books back and she's like but the children love the books like, <laughs> yeah. this guy is like what do you mean that's like he's like the the company is called bear and grant and he's like you can't fire me i am bear and he's like well i'm firing you like he walks in and i'm like oh he must be a top investor but then he fires him i'm like you can't do that but he can there's this business with his briefcase like he's like you have to sign these documents i have but his briefcase is locked and he can't open it and he's like trying all his keys and he looks at the crs key and has a big moment with it and like puts it in but it doesn't do anything and doesn't open the briefcase and he's like ah my people will call your people and like storms out grumpily the only reason that moment had any credibility to me was because of fucking succession where he's like, my dad has to see the paper. He has to open the paper and look at it. And I was the like, bear hug. He has to. Su- yeah, right. You're so right. I'm like the bear hug, the Anson <gasps> bear hug. <laughs> Listen, I love succession. Me too. But it's like this severance thing. And he's like trying to be like, well, if I leave without you signing this, like you're not going to get a very good package. And then he like can't even he can't make it open it. Threat. It's so good. It's so embarrassing. Yeah, and he's so mad. He goes out into the rain and smelling. I can only describe it as like he beats up the briefcase outside. Yeah, he like takes it to a bench and is just like wailing <laughs> on it. He looks insane. I don't think he ever gets that thing open. No, I don't think he does. <laughs> he's at a restaurant, and my notes read Claire de Lune. I love Twilight. Yes. No, I noticed <laughs> that. I was like, I was like, they're playing Debussy. <laughs> I love it's saying the that. Twilight song. God, I, that's such a funny scene where she goes, "I love Debussy." Claire de Lune is great. Claire de Lune is great, and he just sings like a little CD player. Ah! 
Um, but he, they're at fancy lunch. I would even go as far as to say, yeah. Um, and he's sitting at the table, and I guess he or he's he's either about to sit down or he gets up to greet Conrad or some shit, and this waitress crashes right into him and spills like all this fucking wine or something all over him. Like I have never seen a waitress get body slammed so hard <laughs> yeah. in my life. Like it is a catastrophic spill. It's bad. It's oh my God. crazy. I ate shit at work the other day. Did I tell you about that? Was, was it, it like that? No, it was it was like worse because there was no reason that I fell down. I just <laughs> fell down. Like the floors are really slippery and I have non-slip shoes. I don't know what happened. Like, it was literally I was the only server on because the other server couldn't come in. And it was the day before Thanksgiving and I had a table of seven and a table of thirteen. No, and that's the table twenty. Of 13 was be- <laughs> and the table of thirteen was being so goddamn demanding. They were so annoying and they barely even tipped me twenty percent. It was horrific. And as I'm like trying to deal with both of these tables, my foot just went out from under me. And I'm sitting on the floor like in abject shock. And it's this table of like young guys. Like I think I ID'd them and they were all born in 2000. So these are like, 21 year olds being like, you okay, miss? And I just racked up laughing. Thank God I was worried I was going to cry, but I just went, I'm fine. Oh, that's the worst. It was awful. I'm having like, it was like the same thing when I would have like my like teacher rage. I'm having waitress rage because, oh my God, he like is like fear. And like, yeah, she starts to pat him down with napkins and like relax a little bit. But he's like, stop that. Get out of here. And I'm like, oh my God, again with this. And it's the same woman. And she's like, I said I was sorry. It was an accident. He's like, you did the same thing to me last week. She's like, I'm having a bad week. And he's like, you're having a bad month. You did the same thing last week. Oh my God. It's so funny. And like. She, she gets fired. Yeah. Cause on she's the like, spot, she's apologizing about it, but he's really not having it. And so she turns around and goes, asshole. And the boss is like, Rachel or whatever. Christine. This man is so rich, Christine. What are you yeah. doing? Oh my God. Um, but then immediately, like when that starts to happen, she's like, well, fuck you actually. And it's so hot of her. Like, yep. sorry. So she gets fired. She's leaving. Um, what's his fucking name? Nicholas gets his bill and the person, the server who gives it to him says like, like compliments of your server or something like whispers something to him and he opens it up and there's a note in there and we don't see what the note says, but it causes him to like frantically get up and like try to chase the waiter out and the server gets away from him. And so he goes out the back to try and find Christine. He's like following her out the back and he's like yelling after her and he's like, are you part of my game or something yeah, he's like, like really I don't know alarming how this works are you supposed to give me something and she's like fuck off something really alarming to hear a man yell at you in an alleyway in the middle of the night yeah and he's like he's like well what's going on and she's like you know what i'm going on my second job this month i'm going on unemployment like she's so snappy i love her so as he is pursuing her he sees a man collapse in the street which is another time like he is seeing someone in need of his assistance and he is doing fuck all about it. Like he like watches it happen and he just kind of stands there. He's like, ah, great. Now this is a thing that's happening to me. Yeah. Cause you see him being like, is this the game? But she's like, oh my God, this guy just like fucking passed out. Like literally she's looking at the guy and she like pulls something out of his mouth. And I was like a key, but like, no, like it's just dentures or something yeah like it's gross and spittily and he's visibly grossed out by that and she's like fucking call 911 why are you just standing there also this man is credited as heart attack performer which i thought was funny i like that 
there's so so many people have like fun names it's like obsequious businessman and then somebody oh god there was one it was like it was something akin to like the moaner you know what i mean so he finally like decides to help and he waves down a cop driving by and they get ambulance paramedic there and then the cops are saying like you have to either fill out this form like fill out this man's medical history or like go to the hospital with him or you will be detained. And I'm like, that can't be true. Yeah, that's that's a good point. There's no way that's a thing that happens. Like if you witness someone have a medical emergency and can't fill out their medical information, you get detained by the police. Yeah, it would have made more sense if he was like a witness to a crime because then yeah. they have a little more hold over you, I think. It's like, you're going to be detained. I was like, I don't think you can do that. <laughs> but it's also like frantic. And then um, yeah. what's her face? Christine keeps being like, whatever it's fine like let's just fucking go like don't be an asshole i will fill out the paperwork but if you have to get in the ambulance like get in the ambulance this guy's gonna die yeah and they they get in the ambulance and they are they drive all in there (laughs) to the hospital and they get out of the ambulance and they're standing there for about like 10 seconds and the fucking lights go out it's like as the lights go out you see everyone just kind of scamper away yes like everyone disperses and disappears and that was so scary to me because like i didn't think we were i didn't think this was part of the game i thought it was just like a real thing that was happening and like so quickly within an instant you're like oh this was all fake like oh this is not real especially like like the manpower like the cops might must have been fake and like the ambulance drivers and like the hundreds of people that were all standing there and like this like presumable actual fucking hospital you know what i mean yes and they all just disappear it's really scary and it gives you such a good idea of like the scope yeah and christine is like what the fuck is going on here and he's like well you see i'm playing this game i'm getting pranked (laughs) which is like not a good explanation (laughs) well that's the thing too because like she's a waitress who like is working multiple jobs and just got fired yeah and like He's like, I'm so rich that, like, the entire hospital shut down to make me giggle, you know? like <laughs> Literally. It's so like she's pissed. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because he, he, what does he say? I wrote it down. He wrote, uh, it's, part, it's from this company. They plan elaborate pranks like this. <laughs> like, really fucking elaborate pranks, my yeah, guy. Yeah, no kidding. But she's like, oh, this is a fucking prank? Okay. And she starts to walk out. He's like, how do you know that's the right way? She's like, I don't. <laughs> yeah she's just storming off and she in goes, any direction literally and honestly fair enough like oh yeah oh yeah fuck this guy like, get away from him. yourself from that situation immediately yeah um but she, what did she go she goes where'd you all go you motherfucking frat boys and again <laughs> yeah. oh my god the hottest thing anyone could ever do she's so hot and say that <laughs> what actress is that she's famous deborah cara uh unger 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 that's it um, and like, oh my God, David Fincher so has a type because she has the same face as Rosamund Pike. Oh yeah. Like I, I see you. Um, but she's like, yeah, you better hide. Like she's all tough and like city girl ish, which is going to continue to happen for the like next 30 minutes of this movie. She storms off to the elevator and he follows her in, but they're pressing the buttons and the elevator won't go until he pulls out his mysterious CRS key. And that sure makes the elevator go. You <laughs> couldn't think of the word. No, you're totally right. And the thing is, though, that it goes for a little bit and then it stops. <laughs> and then it's the Tower of Terror ride at Disneyland. <laughs> Literally. Oh, my God. And the dumbest part of the movie is about to happen. <laughs> I wanted to set myself on fire. 
Um, it's so they're they're like, oh shit, the elevator just stopped. So they open the emergency phone little door, and the mm-hmm. phone's all ripped out. And they're like, okay, holy fuck. And she's like, well, let's climb out the fucking little like latch thing. And he's like, no, it says warning, don't do that. And she's like, well, if you're getting pranked. But so he's like, all right, I'll like you go. I'll hoist you up out the thing. And she's like, no, you will not. And it's sort of like, yeah, I wouldn't let him touch me either. But like he's insisting and she's like, no, you pull me up afterwards. And he's like, no. And she's like, fine. I'm not wearing any underwear. And I said, I'm turning off the movie. Which was also like beyond the whatever of it all. was also incredibly confusing because like she's wearing tights. Is she? And I I'm like, she are you pants just like, on? Are you like raw dog in tights? I'm like, like I've never heard of tights, no underwear. That sounds horribly uncomfortable. <laughs> also, just like nobody does that. No, nobody. Do- I love wearing underwear. I wear underwear yeah. all the time. Like I, know I don't people want. Sometimes are like bras are uncomfortable, <laughs> but I yeah. just like, and that's fine. That's like just the thing with you and your body. But I feel like the only comfortable way to do it in public is underwear. <laughs> Like, there's so many variables. Like, yeah, like, what if you take the bus? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> You're going to get a congenital disease. Literally. The idea that she would be going commando in a skirt. Nobody does that. Yeah, nobody does that unless they're trying to fuck. <laughs> nobody does. That's like nobody so... does that if they're not trying to fuck, frankly. She very much is like, she was, she was giving so, like, hot city girl. You know what I mean? It's like and like and me with no underwear on. Yeah, and like she like knows the way through all the alleyways and abandoned buildings and everything. But and it doesn't read like unbelievable. It reads like yeah. this is how men write women and right. totally unclear. Like it's like um that scene in Love Actually where the guy goes to America. It's like oh my god, and we're too poor to afford pajamas, so we have to sleep naked in the same bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that. yeah. The thing is, she delivers that line so well as an actor. Yeah, she's like okay fine <laughs> like well <laughs> my labia is gonna be hanging out so <laughs> and the thing that's so funny is that like there's all this business about that and then we get an upskirt shot like you can't see anything because it's from very far away but i was like because she well, has tights you. on she's wearing tights it's ridiculous i didn't anyway. even realize i was too bad uh they're climbing all around they're like in the elevator shaft whatever he loses his briefcase that's a whole thing oh yeah they like climb up to another floor. They emerge onto the floor above them, and they're in the CRS building. And they're there for about five seconds until uh, Christine trips like a laser like alarm system, which scared the ever loving shit out of me. It yeah. was so loud. It's so loud. And immediately he's like, they both kind of like have the huh, like the caveman yeah. SpongeBob moment. He's like, well, it's fine. We'll just explain what happened. And she's like, yeah, fuck that. I'm getting out of here. You can explain for both of us. And thus begins one of several, like, elaborate, long chase scenes. Like, it lasts for minutes. It's like, so annoying. They're running around. There's a dog chasing oh, them. Oh, yeah. There's, like, an attack dog yeah, and, like, a yeah. bunch of Thai men in the alley from a Thai restaurant looking up her skirt. Nicholas loses a shoe. Oh, they both yeah. fall in some trash and They're they escape. They're parkouring everywhere. The fire escape breaks. Like, so many goddamn things happen in this movie. Yeah. But they, they escape and it's fine. It's She's like, she's cool girl from Gone Girl. You know what I mean? 
which like maybe that was him like getting to live out his like action star fantasy it's like there has to be a long chase scene it's all just like so ridiculous and unnecessary it's just hilarious that she's like this like city woman who doesn't wear yeah she jumps underwearless into a fucking dumpster don't even get me started did you read the thing that there were real rats in there i did Yes. not good <laughs> i mean i'm sure she had underwear to do this stuff. can yeah. you imagine <laughs> well, the character <laughs> i'm method so i can't wear underwear <laughs> david fincher just being like uh give those to me i'll give them back later right in his pocket but to continue like the fan fictionness of this hall they get to his office where there is conveniently a shower yeah and i'm like please god don't tell me she's gonna shower in his office and like, and she only- showers in his office. And like, they're talking about it. And mid cut, she just takes off her shirt and is like, "I'm gonna shower, by the way." And I'm like, "In what world?" <laughs> and he's like trying to act like he's like not getting at her bazoombas. Yeah, yeah. Like he's trying <laughs> to act very normal about it. He's like, "Yeah, cool, great, okay." <laughs> and it really isn't. It really like isn't as big of a deal as I thought it was gonna be. Like I thought no. it'd be like a long, like misty, lingering. It's a glass door. Right, but we don't even really see any of that. Yeah, thank fucking God. So she takes her office shower. He, like, calls her a cab, and she goes home. And as she's leaving, she reveals to him that someone paid her $400 to spill on him, and she thinks he's attractive. Good night. (laughs) She's like, they said spill drinks on that guy, and I said spill drinks on that attractive guy. And I was like, I want to be gone from here. (laughs) And she's like, gotta go, bye. And, like, no sooner has this all happened... Then he gets a phone call and they're like, hi, we have your Amex card at the front desk at the Hotel Nico. And he's like, what? Yeah, that I don't think he's ever been to, let alone recently. But like he gets there and someone like bumps into him in the lobby, which is going to be important in a second. And he goes up to the front desk and the guy's like, oh, like Mr. Van uh, Orton, here's your like card. Like just sign the like release or whatever. What? (laughs) Um, but he's like, we don't know each other. And he's like, no, I thought we met. And it's like, mm, you know, but he's like, well, don't I get a key? Like, if, cause he gets a phone call that they have his Amex. And also that like someone called up flowers and wine to his room. And that's like a woman said she was running late. So, which, and I think he thinks it's Christine. Um, but he's like, give me my key. And they're like, we gave you the key. And he feels in his pocket and it's in there. And that's yeah. because the guy bumped into him and slipped it on him. Yep. Like, that's such a good detail to put that in there because they could just easily be like, how is this happening? Right. But they want us to kind of be on like a little like in the know. And at this point, he's just like playing along. He's like, yeah, let me go up to my room with my key that I've had the whole time. And so he goes up there and it is a mess in this room. It's going to be it's going to be so expensive on his itemized bill. Like a crazy party must have happened here. There's like a woman moaning. So there's like porn on TV, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And there's like, oh, his briefcase is there, first of all. And then there's like so many, like countless champagne bottles. Shit is broken everywhere. In his briefcase and like scattered all throughout the room are like Polaroid photos of women. And there's cocaine everywhere. It's just. It's fucking nuts. It's. Yeah, it's hard to explain but also comically he's like i have to fucking get rid of this right now right he's Which, like frantically cleaning and i'm like why it's like because first of all you think this is part of your game because it's clearly part of your game but also like you're not gonna get in trouble for coke and like maybe sex workers right 
Like you're, you're so rich. It doesn't matter. And like, I, I get, he doesn't think like that because he doesn't do this kind of stuff, but it's like, mm. so his paranoia has increased a lot and he's like starting to lose a grip on like who is involved in this game and who is not. And he becomes convinced that the publishing guy who he fired is behind this all. So he goes to his house. It seems like, oh yeah. He's like in his home with his wife and like other family members. And he has these photos of like the nude women he had strewn about his hotel room. And he like throws them at the guy. And this guy's like, I literally signed the contract that you wanted me to sign. I don't know why you're in my house yelling at me. And Nicholas like is so like taken aback by this and so caught off guard. He just like mutters vaguely and leaves. Yeah, he leaves in the middle of a sentence because he brought his lawyer and everything. Because right. on his way there from the hotel, he... um is like there's a car following him yes and so he gets out and he pulls a gun on the guy and he's like who are you who do you work for and the guy's like i'm a pi uh sorry bye and he runs away yep oh okay so this was a bad look for him his lawyer's like what the fuck, dude and so he's like let me show you and he's showing him all the crs materials but there is like these are blank pieces of paper. There's nothing written on it. he's like it's invisible ink and i'm like you sound crazy can I tell you the craziest thing also that happened to me yeah. is that he's like, here, check out this waiver I signed. And I'm like, he's going to pull that waiver out and it's going to be like a piece of loose leaf with a smiley face on it. <laughs> and I wrote that as a joke. But then inside the little folder is an envelope with a smiley face on it. And I was like, okay. The only thing is that in that little smiley face envelope is like a little like hand crank that I was like, that's going to be for a car window, I bet. Oh, I'm not trying to act like I'm smart. I just was like, that looks like one of those car window cranks. And then it was, which was very exciting for me. So he is out of sorts and it does not get any better because when he gets home, holy oh, shit, so shit. Cool. this was so fucking cool. He walks into his dining room and I can only describe it as like the THX, like vroom, sound happens, yeah, 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 like yeah. something kicking up happens and like, all like the lights go out and his whole dining room is like black lit or first kill baby yes it's like orphan first kill and like written on the wall like giant graffiti letters it says welcome home and like oh my god jefferson airplane go yes, ask Alice my rabbit. <laughs> oh my god my god <laughs> and it's just like i love that song yeah um and it's literally just like and it's just like him looking like so scared and like all this like neon lights and i was like this is the greatest movie ever <laughs> it's so good i was it's like such ripping my couch cushions off i was so lit about it it's it so fucks. cool it's so good it's so cool and like as he continues to traverse through his home like the whole house is yeah like this. yeah there's just this neon graffiti everywhere. I guess and not it's starting neon. to be like "fuck you" and shit. What's well, kind of? Yeah. I would say it's kind of neon. It's like whatever it is. Like when you're at the bowling alley, yeah. And they turn the lights off and like white things are really bright and glowing. Yeah, I guess it's, like it's the neon. black light stuff. I don't know how it works, but it's cool. But you know what I mean. But yeah, he's like going through the house and the graffiti's getting mean. It's like yeah. "fuck you," like little rich dick boy like it's getting personal because he goes back into the the news watching tv room and inside the clown's mouth is a piece of paper that says like my father before me i choose eternal sleep and oh my god that is so scary this movie is so cool it's i'm sorry so about any bad cool. thing i ever said or will say about it later this movie is so cool <laughs> yeah 
it's like so good and then sometimes you're like wow this is very long to watch (laughs) they just gotta shave down like the badge out chase scenes and literally like if that scene didn't happen better movie yeah director what's the opposite of a director's cut my cut and like just when you think it can't get any scarier he like runs downstairs and like someone like runs up to the kitchen door and is like banging on the window oh yeah and it's fucking con conrad who he calls connie that's so cute sorry that's so cute fucking conrad and conrad is in disarray oh my god he like comes flying onto the scene he's like i'm so fucked which is not the energy that nicholas needs right now no and it's not the energy he was giving before when he was like this is gonna be so fun it's gonna change your life it's like when your friend joins like a new age cult and they're like my eyes have been opened he's like i'm fucked i can't trust anyone it's like what happened between yesterday and today he's like they won't stop i keep paying them and paying them more but they won't stop what he says and i'm sorry explicit wise for this but it's such a good line he goes they fuck you and they fuck you and they fuck you and just when you think it's over that's when the real fucking starts oh my god which i'm sorry such a good line and they're in his car at this point nicholas gets out for some reason and while the he's the tire blows and he's like oh yes well, that's the thing it's like two rich men trying to change a tire yeah so while he's out dealing with the tire conrad finds like so many fucking keys in his car like so many and he freaks it he's like you're behind this you have the keys and he sprints away i was like he's about to get hit by a car and i thought the time i wasn't right because he's like running directly at the street he's like on the joker stairs yeah because then they're on those fucking stairs they're very steep stairs i'm like they're gonna go tumbling down these stairs into the road because they're having like this very in-depth very personal fight like screaming at each other their sibling trauma has spilled out everywhere at an inappropriate time yeah fully and he's like you're making a scene and he's like so what and then some guy cup like pops out and he's like hey shut up and he's like go back inside your fucking house <laughs> and then conrad runs away for real and nicholas can't chase him yeah and he like runs into the subway or something like he can't follow him <laughs> and oh oh my god he gets in this taxi cab from hell i <laughs> it's like the bad place cash cab yeah excuse me because he gets in and he's like oh here's my address like every woman's worst nightmare (laughs) it's like here's my address and the guy like skips the turn he's like oh hey you missed the turn and the guy just starts like laughing scary Uh uh-oh sister (laughs) so this taxi driver oh he looks at like the identification that he has like plastered on the windows or whatever and it's like some acronym that spells out crs and he's like like, california rental sedans or some shit Ah! And he's like, oh shit, I gotta get out of here. But instead, the taxi driver gets out of there. He fucking floors it and jumps out of the moving car. Dude. Like, it rolls, like they show him like falling, like hitting pavement and yeah. rolling and everything. And I was like, People oh my in the God. street are like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. um, and so perhaps unsurprisingly, uh, Michael Douglas, AKA Nicholas is now like just careening towards what I kept being like the Hudson river in California. It's the Bay. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I just saw a bridge and I was like, that looks like the bridge in my city. It's like, yeah, so does every bridge near water. It's the Bay bridge. <laughs> um, I finally get one. There's finally a movie in the yeah, place finally. where I'm from. <laughs> I know. Cause it's always like, we're in Los Angeles or like bumfuck random nowhere. <laughs> like Pacific Heights. Well, I guess that was okay. It doesn't matter. I'm getting off topic. 
But because he is in a taxi cab, there's like the plexiglass that blocks off yeah. the back of the car from the front of the car. So he like can't get to the front to get out. Because the doors it's are locked. Very scary. But, and I thought he dropped it. So I was concerned. That little fucking window crank. <laughs> Which I didn't notice when you noticed it. So when this was happening, I was like, nah, I don't get it. But whatever. <laughs> I don't know why. It was just, it, it was because I had my like, I was like, it's just going to have a smiley face. Ha ha. Like, and then it did. And I was very disturbed. I was like, yeah. this is like. Because this reminded me of, I'm going to go on a slight tangent. I'm going to make it as short as I can. You ever heard of ARGs? No. They do it a lot. They, they don't do it as much anymore, but they used to do it a lot in like the 2000s and the late 90s, where it was like little messages would be hidden in like ads for movies and like the finale of Lost or like, I think Lost before it came out and shit like that. And it would be like, you go to websites and it would be like, like this website that like looked like it was posted by a real woman, like trying to solve the murder of her friend or something. But it was actually like it was the game was called the beast and it was for the movie ai i think hmm. um but like the whole thing of like things in your reality like are clues to like something and mm -hmm. often it's not so like you know it's not real yeah um but like everybody convinced themselves there was an arg going on with sherlock so a bunch of sherlock fans like went to like that big famous circle in in the uk on like by high street and everything you know what i'm talking yeah. about the one that's yeah. always in the movies with the tower yeah yeah because they thought some announcement was gonna happen and it fucking didn't <laughs> but like this whole thing is very like it's like an arg except that it's like not even an alternate reality it has become his reality because that's what arg stands for sorry alternate reality game mm -hmm. uh, i had to be a fucking nerd freak for a second but i was like am i in an arg because <laughs> i would like just some completely unrelated thought wound up being true but that's why i was so fixated on the little hand crank because mm -hmm. i was like the smiley face god anyway <laughs> he uses it to open the window and he doesn't like prepare himself he's just like oh and he like attaches it and starts cranking it and then like water comes in and then you see him being like oh i should breathe in a little huh mm, i should probably take a breath but he gets out of there yeah like with little fanfare i feel like yeah it's, pretty it's like once he busts open the window it's like next scene he's fine yeah <laughs> he like pops up and it's like a good like it's not like a manly inhale gasp you know it's not like <gasps> he's like <gasps> And I was yeah. like, that's good. That, hey, good detail that good it didn't acting. sound like. Yeah, like it sounded real. So at this point, he decides to call the authorities about it. But they really like can't do anything because they say first because there's no like solid motive. And I'm like, do you really need a motive to like do something about this? Like that seems like the least of your worries. But right. they also like can't make a solid claim about like what was done or like what crime was committed. Because like when he shows people shit, everything is as it should be. And also, like, he very freely is like, well, I signed a waiver. And they're like, well, if you yeah. signed a waiver. And the lawyer is like, that's irrelevant. But, like, it's not irrelevant. This is McCamey Manor. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, a paid-for service. Like, right. not to be like, you asked for this, but, like, you are paying for this. No, but that's what this. they say, basically. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, and, like, he signed he signed a waiver. That that's that's you signing a piece of paper that says I cannot and will not sue. So yep. it doesn't matter how fucked up the thing they do is, they can do it because you said they could. Yeah. Even if you it didn't know McCain what you were Manor. consenting to. You know what I mean? That was I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Like he's paying to be psychologically tortured. Yeah. Weird behavior. But yeah, they're like, so we can get them for like criminal mischief, I think is what they say, yeah. which is really funny, but we can't really do much else. And then he, like, I think he's just, like, had a long day, and he's talking to Ilsa, the housekeeper, and he's like, what was my father like? And she literally is like, he was so happy, he could never kill himself. Look at this frame photo I have. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
at some point he's always on his business phone calls he gets a call from maria who's either the assistant or the secretary i do not know it does not matter um and he's like you know the cab company we use like i sent a woman home in a cab find the guy who drove her and get me her address and she's like got it you can't do that <laughs> i hope to god you can't <laughs> i know right but uh oh, nevertheless he obtains her address and goes to her house in the middle of the night because he thinks it's her in the photographs he found in his hotel room oh yeah i could not figure out why i mean the only thing is it was like a woman said she's gonna meet you there and she was like i think you're cute and then drove off and then he got a call that his card was gone so it was like oh maybe she stole it because she's a city slicker you know and then he's like the woman in these pictures wearing a red bra and i know you have a red bra and i'm like only one woman in the all of san francisco wears a red bra and yeah they, found they aren't her. the same shade of red no. in any way she very like, laughs too she's like what makes you think these are me and he's like bra red what do you mean <laughs> she's like i didn't do that but this was the one time i felt really smart because it's the only time i like noticed something before the movie explicitly spelled it out to me oh hell yeah which is when he goes over he's in her living room she goes into another room and he notices her lamp is like smoking and he goes to look at it and it's like this like from some vintage antique it's store like a price tag. yeah it still has the price tag on it and like it's like leaning against the light bulb and like smoking and catching on fire and it's like if you really lived here you would know that that was a problem and i've cut off the price tag like this is obviously a new lamp that has just been put into this room it's a set it's fake because he continues looking around there's like nothing in the drawers the fridge and the freezer are empty the books on the shelf are fucking fake and i'm like wouldn't it have been easier just put real books on the shelf and, like I get know. these fake half books <laughs> but it's all this home is an elaborate set I had no clue. This one got me so good. That's so interesting. We're so tuned into like different things. I was things. so excited. I was like, I was like, the price tag is on fire. You wouldn't, she doesn't live here. <laughs> cause I, cause that was like, I was like, oh, he thinks it's fake. But I was like, I would forget about the price tag. Cause I would, but then when the lamp started smoking, you're right. You I would realize and cut it off. More than once. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's crazy. <laughs> I was going insane. It's also really funny. Cause she answers the door in like a tank top and a flannel and like boxers that look like full shorts. And she's like, let me go put some clothes on. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> I wrote um, the word bingo. I wrote bingo. It's a set. Hell yeah. <laughs> Who am I? I've never said bingo out loud. No, you're so right though. Why did I do This was that? such a good reveal. <laughs> it was a bingo moment. Let me tell you. It fucking was. Okay. So she walks back in and he's like, I know the house is fake. And she's like, cause he finds a picture in a picture frame. That's like clearly uh -huh. cut up from a magazine. And he's like, is this you? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it was my community. He's like, take it out of the frame and show it to me. <laughs> and she's like, ah, okay. <laughs> like you just got my address from a cab company and you're yelling at me now. <laughs> So she gets really fucking quiet and like looks up at the smoke detector. She's like, we can't talk about this here. They're watching us, but like says it so quietly, like it won't get picked up on whatever camera or microphone is in the smoke detector. He does not take her lead though. He explodes and he's like swinging. I don't know what he has. He swings something at the fucking smoke detector and like busts the cameras. And then we see like CRS vans outside men just like spill out of these vans and they have automatic weapons. They're just riddling this home with bullets from outside, just shooting into this place like crazy. 
it's so nuts because he starts yelling into the camera yep because he's like i want answers blah 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 and then she's like no stop and he's like what are they gonna do it's like shoot up the fucking house dude the fucking crs people all jump out of this van that says cable repair service these fucking acronyms they're so it's good so good because like you see them park next to it you see them park next to the van and i didn't <clears throat> process the letters i was just like i was like that fucking cable van's gonna be important later and then it was and i was like oh shit like yeah so cool so much fucking shooting if you can believe it they're running again oh my god <laughs> it's another extended chase scene the notable thing about this chase scene is that like most of it happens uh like via car and i'm like how can he drive so well like he is driving so fast like down these like little tiny alleyways like not scraping his car at all he's really good at driving i don't even remember them getting into a car <laughs> it's sometimes when like an action scene starts my brain turns to tv static it's just yeah, more like of the same yeah, exactly. I like I got the and it, like she well that's what he's like what's going on and she goes wake up it's a fucking con and I was like ah! I guess she explains to him what's happening in the car. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember where they drive to or whatever, but oh, she they drive to his little family cabin, don't they? Sorry. Yeah, it's his little cabin. I was like, you think they're not going to look for you here? <laughs> <laughs> but she explains to him that she's an employee of CRS and that his brother has been in on it since the beginning and like he set him up. And like it's already too late they have all of your info they have all of your money like they just need you to disappear essentially that's right and also she's like you know i'm like it's hard to blame conrad like i'm sure they made it seem like it was his only way out mm -hmm. um but he like calls up the of course he has like a swiss bank account yeah because rich people don't want to pay taxes um is that what swiss banks are for like offshore accounts i don't fucking know anyway he calls up the swiss bank and they're like, hi, like, what's up? And he's like, is all my money still there? And they're like, we don't know. Give us your password. Never give them your password, first of all. Second of all, he says it while she's in the car. And like, I understand she's admitted she's an employee, but like, seems to be trying to help him. But like, you see her listen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yep, yep. It's so good. Because he calls his lawyer too, and he's like, holy fuck, all my fucking money is gone. Do something about this. And then when they arrive at this cabin that they're at, his lawyer calls him back and he's like, um, all your money's there. Nothing is missing. And Christine is like, oh, so your lawyer's in on it. Like, I don't know how, but hang up the phone right now. And as he goes to hang up the phone, his vision starts to swim. Because when they get to the cabin, she puts on a mug of coffee and she goes, take it with two sugars, right? And like, yeah. obviously she would know that because they right. know all the things about him. But then he passes out and you realize she drugged the fucking coffee. She sure oh. did. Passes the fuck out. Tara, where does he <laughs> wake up? Tell the people where he wakes up. He wakes up like in a mausoleum <laughs> in Mexico. <laughs> I just texted Tara in all caps, MEXICO! I, like, it's because he wakes up and, like, it's all dark, but, like, a little bit of light is peeking through something, and I'm like, I swear to God, if this is another fucking Buried Alive movie, I'm gonna lose my mind, but it's not. <laughs> it's, like, he's so briefly in a grave. In a graveyard that has, like, several small fires going on? Yeah! <laughs> Where it's very, like, are we?! It's like, because the whole set is all like, and like, not that there can't be rundown areas of anywhere, sure. but it's like run down Mexico. You know what I mean? That's the way that like immediately I could tell we were supposed to be in a different country. Because exactly. like, yeah. it was all like colored differently. And like, you know when Mexico is yellow? 
Yeah, and there's like a lot of sand and <laughs> yeah. shit. And like, it's like, hmm. yeah, I'm sure there's sand in Mexico some places, but like. Also, this doesn't quite get addressed, I don't think. But he, at this moment, has so much stubble. I'm like, how much time has passed? Oh, that's such a good point. Like, has it been a long time? Because he has like a lot of facial hair in this scene. That's so weird. I didn't realize that. But it does not really get addressed. So he like crawls out of his crypt and he like walks into the streets of Mexico. Yep. And like, it's, I he like gets he 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 he's in his era of realizing things he, like, he so is. you see him have like a little epiphany and he's like where's the embassy and they point him to the embassy and i thought the guy at the embassy was chevy chase oh my god <laughs> i just like i was like oh my god and it wasn't him so that's good yeah he like goes to the cops he's like i got robbed and the cop yeah, like tell them the truth what's wrong with you yeah because the cop is like where is your passport <laughs> and he doesn't have it it's like you can't be here and then oh that, this this felt, is sad i didn't care for this yeah i didn't he, like this he's like oh but with a watch like that you won't have any passport problems and he like sells his watch to the cop to get out of the passport debacle and on the back of the fucking watch is engraved like and no engraving would ever say this but it's like for your 18th birthday your father's watch love mother and it was like thank you <laughs> your father it's me your mother um, okay yeah, like it literally it's like hi it's me mom this watch means a lot to you i carried this watch for your father in my ass no it's just like can you imagine that like you got knocked out by a woman and like you wake up in a different country and your thought is to lie to the u.s embassy like if they're in on it you're already fucked it doesn't matter yeah. tell them that like you got scammed and drugged this game has gone global he's like there were two guys <laughs> he's like what hotel are you staying at and he's like i don't remember <laughs> stupid so now he's in this fucking diner begging for a ride to san francisco he's like i have 18 dollars is anyone going to san francisco and everyone in the diner is like looking at him and you see them all like turn away and yeah. it's very reminiscent to, like all the times he like deliberately chose not to help people asking for his help but it's like well you get what you give sir <laughs> and then he's just walking down the middle of the road they're like you won't have any passport problems and then he's just suddenly on a bus and like i guess it's supposed oh yeah to, like, how did he get past the border i mean i don't know what border patrol was like in 97 to watch i don't know it's just so funny that like he's just suddenly on a like a very nondescript bus yeah i'm but like how did everybody else like how are we what do you what do you mean <laughs> he makes it back to san francisco his yeah, time in mexico matter. was brief funny. don't worry about it yeah it was just there to be like <laughs> wouldn't it be so scary to be in a different country where they don't speak english as much <laughs> what if you woke up in mexico in a grave <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it was okay because you could like it was not filled in you can just walk right out anyway <laughs> he gets back to his house to find his home has been foreclosed on mm. Uh, so he goes to the hotel that Conrad is staying at. <laughs> like the desk clerk is like very cagey and he's like, we need to have a private conversation. And he's like, your brother Conrad, you see, he had a nervous breakdown <laughs> and he was taken away by the police. And they like, they like dropped him off at a hospital in Napa and he like hands him a business card. And I'm like, if that doesn't say like crosspital 
Are you even Sinapa? Sucker. Like (laughs) So like of course after finding out that his brother is like being hospitalized for like mental health issues and or like a physical injury, he's like, you know what I should do right now? I think this is an excellent time to contact my ex-wife. Who like by the way called him on his birthday to be like, Are you okay? I know this is like the year your dad died. And then he's like yeah and fuck you and your new husband like i understand that like divorces end bad a lot of the time you know but like there's this like weird resentment and she it's very rava and kendall where she's still Mm -hmm. fucking looking after him and he's being a huge dick yeah and she's like saying something about how like she and her new husband like just went for an ultrasound found out they're having a boy or something and he's like oh you got your nuclear family and she's like yeah (laughs) he fucking says nuclear actually does which is and i and i was like ah that's what the bush administration did to people it was 1997 that was not the bush that it was in office yet that's just him uh but he's acting in a very distressing manner with his ex-wife yeah she's such a saint she is he's like i need a car i need a ride and she like takes him out to like lunch or breakfast or something yeah and she's like i'll give you the car i was like oh my god and he's just like incredibly paranoid he's like you're the only person i can trust and like the waitress brings over a bottle of water and he's like someone's opened this who opened this i can't drink this like he is freaking out and then he thinks the tv is talking to him again because a commercial comes on and it's the fucking guy he talked to at the crs csr crs headquarters CRS, yeah. it's the guy who i keep calling him find something and i keep yeah. fucking it up that guy and you're like and because it's like all right are you, you you're tired you've been on your feet for days and it's like right. oh god it's doing that thing again where it's like stop touching that clown mm-hmm. but then it keeps going and it's like try like to to back to back sin or to t- tangerine some shit some yep. you know fake headache medication and he goes he's an actor on television yeah and his ex-wife was like uh-huh <laughs> so he just goes he's an actor on television out loud in front of the whole restaurant, runs back to the ex-wife and goes, someday I'll explain. Kisses her on the head, takes her keys and leaves. Yep. He remembers this man eating food from a Chinese restaurant. He remembers the name of the restaurant. It's the New Moon Cafe. He's like, I gotta go to the New Moon Cafe. And he storms in there and he's like, did a man order food here? And the lady's (laughs) like, yeah, lots of them. Also, when he leaves the other restaurant with his ex-wife, he goes, can I borrow your yellow pages? And yanks it out of the wall. But in the restaurant, after this exchange, he turns around and there's a picture of the guy on the wall where they have like famous people who have been here. And his picture's on the wall. And he takes the photo off the wall. So he calls this guy's agent. And he's like, I got a big job for him. And the agent's like, oh, he's going to be so sad about that. He's at the zoo today with his kids. And he's like, he's at the zoo? What zoo? (laughs) And he finds him there with a gun. He has the gun, I should be clear. Nicholas has the gun. The woman on the phone is like, you know, the zoo with the white tiger. And he's like, say no more. Like, what do you, I like, I understand. I'm sure that's a rare animal, but it's just so funny. It's like, you know, the zoo with the white tiger. I was like, you couldn't pay a zoo to let you use their name. Like the San Francisco zoo. There's not many. (laughs) Like, or it could have just been like, he's at the zoo and he could have been like, great. I'm going to the zoo. It was just such a funny thing. Like, oh, you know, the zoo with all the animals in it. <laughs> and so he's like, got, so Michael Douglas Nicholas has a gun. And like, I'm, I'm standing there, and, or I'm not standing there. The guy is standing there. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, do you think this man is like, I'm going to do this job 
where like I am a recognizable face in this world to at least some degree and I'm going to scam a man out of all of his money like they told him it was an escape room or something you know what I mean like they weren't like you know what you're gonna fucking do which like I didn't realize he wasn't out to just shoot him he was out for information but like I was like what are you gonna do He's like, sir, I am an actor. I don't know who's in charge. And he's like, well, you could at least like get me into the building, like get me into the office, right? He's like, pull back the curtain for me. I want to speak to the wizard or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> he drives him there. He's like laying on the backseat under it's a like blanket, hiding. like in Harrisburg. So they get into the CRS office. He walks into like, it seems like the lunchroom, like everyone's yeah. just kind of hanging out. And he finds Christine there. Um, and he sees Christine and he's like, rah, 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 rah. he starts yelling about it. And the guy is like, let's not do this. Like, be cool. <laughs> Why are you doing this right now? Like, and like the PIs, that, that's like the inciting incident is the PI notices him and like drops his lunch tray and runs because he pulled a yeah. gun on the fucking PI. Um, and like, notably, he gets this gun from inside his house. It's like inside a book. Like a, one of those fake yeah, book safes, hidden. you know, um, which is relevant because the CRS security shows up and just shoots up the whole, literally they go, everybody get down and then shoots up the cafeteria. I was yeah. like, so many people weren't down yet, guys. They shoot Lionel, uh-huh. who we know has three kids. Yeah, we saw them at the zoo with the white tiger. He like takes her hostage onto the roof and she's like, they're not gonna like, you can't use me as a pawn. Like they don't give yeah. a fuck about me. And he's freaking out. He's like, why me? Like, why did you pick me for this? And she's like, it's not about you. It could have been any asshole, like any rich guy. We could have done this too. Um, And he pulls out his gun on her and she realizes that it's a real gun. She's like, that's not your gun. We have all your guns. And he's like, well, this is my gun. And she's like, oh, that's fucking real. And she like pulls out her walkie talkie and she's like, guys, he's got a real gun. And this is when I'm like, what the fuck? is going on here she's like no this was all part of the game and i'm like my brain is exploding at this point i'm like it's insane how many times are we like no this is the game no this is part of the game no this right is right part of the game like everything has been the game it's so fucking nuts and she's like that time when i was at your house like those were blanks that were getting fired at us and like like everything every yeah. scary thing like oh he was like you tried to kill me and she's like no there was a diver ready to pull you out if the ta- if you didn't get out of the taxi and everything and that's like, like she's getting really frantic and she's like she's like crying gold. yeah and she's like fine gold's an actor he's not dead he was just pretending like they're waiting for you on the other yeah. side of that door with champagne she's like and conrad is there like this is your birthday party and like she's saying all this shit and it's like at this point we have no way to know like what is real because like that's what you would like you would be grasping at straws like that and just like saying anything right if it weren't real we were like what if it is real and like if it's not real he dies in a second you know what i mean yeah because like they're sawing the door open so he's like pointing the gun at her and you're sitting here not knowing what's going on and it's like he doesn't know what's going on and like seemingly christine doesn't know what's going on and like the door opens and you can't quite see and he fires the fucking gun and as it's like lowering out of sight, you see Conrad, he shoots through the champagne bottle, but it hits him in the stomach. You see, and he's got like a white suit on, so it's like this mm-hmm. big blood stain starts to spread out all over him. And he goes down and Lionel goes, we didn't think you'd really shoot. And he's like collapsing next to Conrad, like, oh my God, we're going to jail. Like, 
and Christine runs over and she's like, I can't believe this happened. I like, I, I, I don't know what happened. Like I had him, it was fine. And he's like, you always like, you never let the mark get one step ahead of you. And he's like yelling at her. And she's like, well, I have the walkie talkie. And he's like, well, you were on the wrong channel because I didn't hear you. Like we are going to jail. A man is dead. They're screaming. And like Michael Douglas is in fucking credible in this moment. Like you just see the life drain out of him. Because like at this point, we are led to believe like this is an incredibly shitty, elaborate birthday gift. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck was that? And like, not only that, but he just fucking murdered his brother. He shot his brother in the stomach and killed him at his so birthday party. <laughs> yeah, like happy birthday. So it, it's like all dawning on him. He's like, oh, my God, they weren't kidding oh my God, Conrad's dead and it's my fault. And like, not only like, did he do this thing that he's going to have to live with the rest of his life? Like he's going to jail now. Yeah. So he walks to the fucking edge of the roof and he jumps off and you're like, wow, full so circle, upset. so disturbing, objectively very effective though. I got more upset, <laughs> but here's the thing. So he crashes through this glass like ceiling. He jumped from so high. So high. Yeah, he'd be he's dead. No matter I don't care what you did, he's dead. He's dead. But he crashes through this glass ceiling and lands on this big X in the middle of a fancy dining room. And I'm like, no fucking way Connor's not Conrad's not dead right now. No fucking way this is happening. That's my notes say if Conrad is alive, I swear to fuck. Yeah, no. That was I because the second he walked up to the ledge what did I fucking write? I read he's gonna really shoot and wind up in jail for murder. And then I realized and I went, um, oh my God, he's gonna jump and then Conrad is gonna get up. And I thought the conceit was mm. gonna be that he kills himself and then Conrad's like, wait, 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 we were kidding. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But no, it's not that. He lands on this big X and all these paramedics, one of whom is Spike fucking Jones. Yeah. <laughs> best known for his work on Jackass and Jackass <laughs> 2 and jackass 3d and jackass forever all these paramedics are gathering around they're like don't move like this is breakaway glass but could still cut you and they like lift him up his like limp body because he's in fucking shock and like everyone at the dinner party is like hooray and out walks fucking conrad and he's fine and he's carrying more champagne and he goes happy birthday nikki and he has like a novelty shirt for him it's like i got drugged and woke up in mexico and like something 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 and all i got was this lousy t-shirt i <laughs> i swear to god i saw red never speak to this man again what the fuck like like i was really? i was pissed i was pissed two seconds ago when i thought all that shit before that was the birthday gift but it got so much worse like you pretend you let happy birthday we drove you to suicide like you let your brother think that he killed you and you let him reach the point where he wanted to jump off a building and he followed through with that what the fuck is that was his birthday present this this man, this man is like dangerously insane. This man is criminally insane. Because he says a couple things after happy oh birthday. Oh my God. <laughs> the next of which is, I had to do something. You were becoming such an asshole. There's gotta be a better way. There's, I can guarantee you there's a better way than this fucking jigsaw bullshit. This, 
oh, this jigsaw bullshit of like, I made you appreciate your life. It's like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Yeah, like none of this was real. He structured and paid for all of it. Oh my God. And everyone is like shaking his hand, like laughing and making jokes. Like, and they're being like, like, you Whoa. did so good. Like, <laughs> great job. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. He's having fun. He's delighted. No. Like, 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 maybe it worked, but at what cost? Like, this man can't yeah. be okay. Like, I just, I just can't imagine getting to the point where you take an action that should logically lead you to, like, a completed suicide attempt. Yeah. Like, a, like, and then be like, oh, actually, everything's fine, and I'm good. He says thank you to Conrad. Yeah. He thanks him. And I'm like, prison, jail, electric yeah. chair absolutely unfucking believable it's like that fucking oh what was that like the sam pepper like prank like kidnapped my friend prank where like they made that guy think his friend got shot in the head by a kidnapper and they're like it was a prank anyway then his ex-wife and her daughter who i thought might have been michael douglas's daughter but wasn't they're there and he's like thanks for coming mel and mel's the new husband and they like she like is like all right happy birthday kisses him on the mouth and then like a little too long yeah it's weird like everyone's having a really good time at this birthday party it's out of control i was going crazy about this it's insane how did he get away with this literally how it literally ends with him being like hey conrad where's that foxy blonde from earlier and he's like i think she had to catch a taxi and he runs out and he's like wait wait i never got your real name and she's like it's a claire and then he's like where are you from claire and she's like oklahoma oopsie i mean colorado i've been doing this for too long and then she like drives off into the sunset it's like maybe i'll see you again sometime and like she's like the movie she's like want to come to the airport with me and have a coffee and then the movie's over (laughs) yeah but then white rabbit starts playing again and i was like and like it's the credits but i'm like so is that all like is he gonna get game to get like like this man cannot be okay after this no it's impossible there's no way this made his life better no <laughs> like <laughs> the ramifications of this birthday <laughs> gift are insurmountable like i didn't think about the implications <laughs> it's like I, okay cool um final thoughts on what's this movie the game <laughs> there were so many times where it could have ended and been really good like if it ended after conrad got shot and it was him like freaking out and then they were just like dun 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 dun, it would have been like whoa or if conrad got shot and then he jumped off the roof it could have been like dun 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 dun, and you would have been like whoa like i did kind of like the like double or like triple reveal like i just thought that was cool or even if it had been like happy birthday i had to do something you were such an asshole and then him being like fuck you oh my right. god screaming crying like because they would be like be okay. what uh what yeah there's no way for him to like maybe he isn't okay and we just don't get to see that but i'm like this yeah. is the movie we should get to see what happens exactly you have to put it can't just be like he's fine and then you don't give us any indication that he's Even, not actually fine oh they should have done like the graduate meets like pearl and have like the end credits just be like his face like like yes. trying to process what has happened yes. and just like oh my like, god that would have been like, so fading good. smile you're know, like he's like smiling yeah. and having like happy birthday and then like him just like processing until he's yeah. like blank and expressionless would have been the credits roll that would have been good that would have been so good 
but you know i liked it <laughs> him yeah no him flying through the glass ceiling and then them being like and like all these people in fancy dress being like don't move it's you can it's okay but don't move like that was kind of crazy that was kind of everything too just like him be like surrounded by that inflatable bag because like you can't quite tell what it is at first because like it's not yeah. what you're expecting to see you're like what where is he what's going on there's yeah. like the big old x on it it's like very almost like very truman show of the steps in the wall when the yeah. boat hits the wall it's very yeah. that um and that good. was really good even but it's kind it of absurd like, yeah it just has this weird rom-com ending and it's like yeah. david fincher didn't do that i know that he did not do that but that's the movie it's good it's just the end is stupid yeah wild movie so tara what do you think the bravo tv network chose as mind you the 44th scariest like, movie shut the moment fuck up. of all time this is less scary than fatal attraction come on yeah, i would say so this is less scary than like every movie we've watched. It was cool. Like it was a cool, it, it was great. I'm so glad I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, I always do this, but like the moment I got really like, I felt like scared and like upset and activated was when he realizes quote unquote that he shot his brother. I know it's not going to be that. That's a fair thing to say. Probably it's going to be white rabbit in the paint house. No, nope. That's also a fair thing to say. Is it the clown? It's the clown doll oh, reveal. My God. <laughs> The clown's pretty horrible, I will say. Because, like, you think it's, like, a human dead body. Yeah, right, right, right. But then there's, like, clown pants involved. It's pretty good. But, yeah, that's such a weird... I know, of all the things. Um, as for the talent they got for this segment, there's Danielle Nicolette, who's been in, like, several of the segments. I don't really recognize her from anything she's been in. But, like, she was so charming to me because she is, like, terrified of this film. Oh. Like, her eyes are so wide talking about it. She's like, and his brother gets him a present. Like, she's so scared of this movie. <laughs> I love that. It's really good. And then similarly, Rob Riggle is so scared of Rob Hubel describing this movie to him. He's clearly, <laughs> clearly never seen it, doesn't know what it is. And like Rob Hubel's describing like the clown business and Rob Riggle's like, like horrified, like so scared. <laughs> and like, to be fair, especially like with zero context of like, yeah, just like, yeah. And his dad died and there's a clown just like his dad died. And it's yeah. like, oh, there's a clown body in the driveway. It's alarming to hear. Uh, but that's pretty much it. God. That's so wacky. This is a weird thing that they did. <laughs> Why did they do that? Who who in like the boardroom at the Bravo TV network was like, the game, David Fincher. Yeah, like it's just I wouldn't I mean it's it's listed as a horror movie on IMDb, which is I was it? like, this is a thriller. Yeah. It's just like thriller horror drama. Because normally I get like I angry and people are like, it's not really a horror movie, it's more of a thriller. Like usually that pisses me yeah. off, but I'm like, this was a thriller. Yeah. <laughs> It's just not a horror aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I literally think it was just like, what's the scariest clown you ever saw? You know? Yeah. And somebody was like, that fucking clown in the game was really scary. And they were like, great. And everyone like remembered. They're like, oh shit. Yeah. That movie we saw like five years ago. Right. Let's do exactly. that. Hey, Riley. Hi, Tara. What movie are we watching next week? Next week, we are watching It's Alive from 1974, directed by Larry Cohen. I'm uh -huh. unfamiliar with it. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. Oh, let me tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the letterbox description. Lenora Davis and her husband, Frank, are about to have their second child. As uh -oh. she gives birth, the newborn baby vanishes and leaves behind five dead bodies. What? It's up to the police and Frank to figure out where their mutated child has gone. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> 
<laughs> what? That's what it says, Tara. Also, why is it up to Frank? Why can't it be up to Lenore? Like, I know she just literally. had a baby, but like, why can't it be up to Lenore? As she is giving birth, the newborn baby vanishes and leaves behind five dead mean? bodies. What do this you mean baby's by that? a killer. <laughs> I'm like kind of very excited. I really I know, don't I'm know. Kind of thrilled. I want to see a baby killing people. <laughs> Find out where their mutated child has gone. Like, and how was I supposed to gather that this baby was mutated? <laughs> yeah, like I thought the baby disappeared. Like that's too many things going on with this baby. Yeah, like, while, like while she's giving us the baby, get up and run away. <laughs> so that's something to look forward to. So if you're interested in any ARGs that Riley and I are going to release in the future, <laughs> that was a joke. Um, <laughs> that you could tell it was a joke because of how I said it so lifelessly. <laughs> um, you can follow us on social media at RileyCassidy1 and at Tara Elwood. I should be clear. Those are our Twitter handles specifically. Yeah. Riley, would you like me to redo this? Nope. <laughs> okay, great. You can also find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Fright Your Life and keep up to date with what we're doing and what's going on. Um, so check out It's Alive. It sounds fucking wacky as hell. I'm nervous but excited. Me too. And join us next week as we try to give you the, the fright, fright of, of your, your life. life. Ooh. Ooh.